Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new episode of Flesh Wound Farce, where we review and discuss your and our favorite comedy films. This is the world's first and only combination trivia host and professional wrestling announcer of Chilean descent that currently resides in Southern California, Ozzy V. And with me as always on this program, first in the Northern California Bay Area, world's famous juggler, Greg Larson. How you doing, Greg? I'm great. Much like your Lego collection, uh, my my hockey jersey collection is expanding. My Mario jersey has finally shipped, and I just purchased a Goonies jersey, so life is fantastic. How about yourself, Ozzy? I'm doing well, and I realized that I would be very much open to wearing jerseys all the time if I was living in the northern bay area because i understand it's it's summertime right now but once you get past a certain month or a certain time it becomes like jersey weather like for until next summer right yeah yeah no it's fantastic although i do have to admit even in hot weather sometimes you suffer for fashion Interesting. <laughs> also with us, ladies and gentlemen, Flesh Room producer Todd. How you doing, Todd? <sighs> there it is. The <laughs> there reveal. it is. The reveal. The reveal. <laughs> Todd's favorite movie that we are going to review and discuss today, Used Cars. I'm going to have a hot released, take. <laughs> which was released on July 11th, 1980. Todd, do you have a trailer available? And if you do, can you please roll it? How easy was that? A controversial new motion picture that dares to deal with a serious contemporary problem which every man, woman, and child must come to grips with at least once in their lifetime. You make them like this anymore. Why don't you go ahead and sit inside? Go ahead. This new upholstery, only 27,000 miles, and we just gave the engine a complete overhaul yesterday. Go ahead, kick her over. Isn't that the quietest engine you've ever heard in your life? Use cars. Rolling off the blocks this summer into a theater near you. Hey, Stan, trust me, huh? <laughs> Happy motoring, Stan. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Hey, come on. Trust me. There's a reason why there's not a lot of dialogue in the trailer. <laughs> Wasn't just me. That was the trailer for Used Cars, released on July 11th, 1980. Rated R with a runtime of 113 minutes, just under two hours. Directed by Robert Zemeckis, written by Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale. Those names do sound familiar to you. They should because they did write Back to the Future. <laughs> um, I can't believe that. That that's just fascinating. Spielberg, would, and Spielberg was also an executive producer tied to this film as well. Just can't let that slide. But I mean, we could get into this conversation about Back to the Future another time. But when Back to the Future was being made, it's kind of Robert Zemeckis's last hope to having any chance of having a job in Hollywood. And, he struck with that one, but it was used cars that put him in that position, unfortunately, <laughs> to have that kind of reputation. Uh, um, so I first heard about this film, actually, a, that was 
11 years old, there was a guy by the name of Josh Puente. We were talking about funny movies, and he's like, oh, have you ever seen Used Cars with Kurt Russell? And I was like, I haven't. He's like, look it up. And then I, like, looked it up, and I saw it was rated R, and because I was 11 years old at the time, I was like, I probably can't get away with this, especially a 1980s R. So I'm gonna probably have to. <laughs> I'm gonna have to wait on this one, and so that's why I was. I've been trying to get this one uh, reviewed because I'd always been curious about it, and I, the casting on this just was fascinating. I mean, granted, this was before his most popular role, but you had Alfonso Aran, who was El Guapo. Yeah, in the very beginning. So the minute you see him, you immediately think like, like, but Three Amigos wasn't going to come out for another few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was fascinating to have Squiggy and Lenny from Laverne and Shirley there, especially since Laverne and Shirley ran from 77 to 83. And this was released in 1980, just as they were in the middle of that series run. And mm-hmm. also the star, Kurt Russell, what I found extremely fascinating about this 1980 with 1980 starring Kurt Russell in this kind of role is he was in a series of Disney films, yeah. the computer wore tennis shoes, world's strongest man. Now you see him. Now you don't as Dexter Riley. So he kind of had this child, you know, the, the Disney child actor aura about him. So to see him within like a 10 years. I, I can't remember when the last of those series of those Disney films was released, but I, I think it was around maybe short, shorter than 10 years, but it was still strange. 75. Yeah. was the last one. Strongest man in the world. Strongest man. World's okay. Strongest man in the world. I apologize, but that was 75. So just five years removed from a series of Disney films being involved in a movie like this, uh, which had its raunchy moments does not age well. Uh, so if if you're not if you're the kind of individual that watches you know a movie from back then and kind of gets you incensed, I'd probably avoid this. If you're the kind of person that understands that's the way it was and can stomach through some of these things, then more power to you. But you just have to go in with that kind of warning. That'd be like my fair assessment. To say this was granted it was 1980, so you might think of this. Oh well, it's an 80s movie. But it is made. It was made in the late seventies, so there's almost so, required nudity. It felt like that right, they had right. to force Didn't, in there. Which, by the way, I felt it odd that IMDb main page has the has the specific scene. Which Todd, you actually did not play that trailer for. Which I got not for lack of trying, but <laughs> probably also because he knew we'd probably have to edit it later. <laughs> Yes, I was actually going to pre-edit it, but I didn't have the time. <laughs> so I think I took a while for the initial thoughts on this. Greg? Yeah, um, hadn't heard of this one before, um, but I was like, Kurt Russell, all right, cool, sounds good. And I, I knew it was Disney days and come to find out, like this seemed to be the transition into Big Trouble Little China, which is what <laughs> I really knew him from. So, um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you're mentioning the whole thing about like it didn't age well and such. And, and most of it, I, you know, it's fine. You know, whatever you get, you understand what it was and such. And there was only one scene though, that like, I, I ended up watching this with my wife this time. And, uh, you know, even she made a comment. She was like, she was okay with most of it. But then there was the moment where um, they were doing a commercial and, you know, the, her, her, 
dress came apart and you know so her top came off that was fine you know it's like we we get it you know it's like okay whatever it's boobs are funny yeah Yeah. but then when the hand came out and grabbed her (laughs) boob that was like okay now we're getting rapey i i i was like and the fact that it was squiggy of all people yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um but yeah this was a a new one to the list um probably gonna be the only time i watch it but uh yeah, yeah, it was it was an interesting ride, if you will. See why I groan now, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because like Kurt Russell doesn't really Kurt Russell doesn't really get like a, a post Disney hit until '87, mm-hmm. and another film that might have some outdated ideals, and that's Overboard. <laughs> Wait, wasn't Big Trouble Little China before that? Yeah, you fuckers! Was- can- I damn it. Okay, I apologize for that one. I escape from New York. Can we? Can no, we but, show uh, respect? No, no. no, if you're letting me finish, those are all cult classics, but they didn't hit the um, box office. That's the fair. thing. One of the greatest horror films ever made, right? Flopped. I mean, like, if you it, honestly, if you go up the list, like everything, it, it's like great films. You got used cars immediately following Escape from New York, then you have The Thing. And then you have like uh, Best of Times, Big Trouble in Little China. Then we hit Overboard, but like none of those hit until Overboard. Mm. I mean, that was like the first, like, you know, one that made some real money. So, would you say without Overboard, we would have not gotten Escape from LA? No, we still could have because Carpenter, Carpenter well, yeah, loved but, but, working with him, right? But the fact that Russell was able to prove he could be in a hit movie. No, oh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah that's that's where I was getting at. But but like, I still want to see Escape from Cleveland. Cleveland is always referenced in Escape from LA, and I want to know why. Well, thank God we've or never heavily got any referenced of those. in, in we we've, we've never got any of those reboots to find out. Hmm. Not yet, anyway. Well, oh, we no. we we missed out on the Rock as Snake Plissken, so just be happy. Not would've yet, his, anyway. Would have been his normal outfit with an eye patch. I'm just guessing. His <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? Do you not see that's exactly uh, what it would be? <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. We're, so oh, we should be talking about this movie. movie. Yeah, <laughs> we should be talking about. Now it did kind of confuse me because the way you spoke did make it sound like you umbrellaed this or grouped this together with. You mentioned so other good movies. You oh, no, yeah, this you... was a, this this was with the the ones that came out during like all the other ones that came out like classics. I see. This would not be one of those classics. But I do like to watch, you know, Kurt Russell in it. I mean, he's he's good His in it. But... wasn't bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's just everything else is just kind of a and it overstays its welcome at like almost two hours, 90 minutes. Yes. Tighten that up. Yes. That's like the biggest That should have been uh, tightened up. Yeah, it's the biggest offender. But but I like Ford is the runtime. My hot take though, I don't I don't really like Zemeckis other than like Back to the Future and Roger Rabbit. Everything else, and even those fall have this issue too, but the stories are so good. They all feel like he's forcing all this sentiment into it. Like it, it feels like manufactured to me. Like I don't believe it. I mean, I think I'm not saying he's got stuff hidden in his closet or anything, but there's some it, it's just the baddest films. They have like a fake Spielbergy feel. So and yes, I know he produces. Can you like now? I know she. So we can spoil this. It's we've we've gone past the point where we can. You can't spoil, spoil something that's already spoiled. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. So, so there's 
a, a girl who ends up being the daughter of the original salesman, right? Yes. So she hears the voice recording. Does she recognize that they did not kill her dad? Or is she like, does she just hear the burial? And then she's like, oh, maybe they were a part of it. Well, I, I, don't, I don't think we I, ever really I, get I that answer. I think that's right. That's... Because, because the way I interpret it, because she was mad at them and like seemed like she was upset that maybe they were involved with her dad's death. And then like, it's like, oh, you saved the car lot. All's forgiven. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that was very Let me do a commercial for you. <laughs> You're right. Right. You know? Oh man. Yeah. Uh, it, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Todd. I didn't have anything. I favorite parts. <laughs> well, no, but before we get to that, it was almost as though this had a hard time make like sticking to a point and then rolling with it. Like, okay, his twin brother, you know, tries to do his own way of trying to kill him or whatever, and then from that point, it just takes like forever in this competition of dealerships that like you said todd should have been it over like this could have been an 80 minute movie uh, there was a point yeah. where i looked and i was like okay it feels like we're winding down i look at the clock like we got 30 fucking minutes to go <laughs> and then you got one see <laughs> so what did we think of this movie well enough of uh to make us curse that's what we thought of this movie yeah. but if if there were any uh i guess redeeming qualities in terms of a funny moment it does happen at the beginning when my boss sees these figures he's gonna have a stroke and then yeah. he actually walks in comes in with the that that part did get me going but it's like within the first 10 minutes so it's hard to sit through the rest of the movie you were still in a good mood at that point <laughs> you were still in a good mood at that point that's true greg so the part that that I enjoyed most was one of this is another one of those like unintended uh funny at least I don't think it was so the one twin brother like he goes to kill his brother you know to get the lot and succeeds but then later in the movie the guys who own his brother's lot shoot the car windows and he loses his shit like how dare you go so far as to shoot my cars? <laughs> you killed your brother. Like, yeah, I think you'd be like, I get it. <laughs> you know, <the> competition. That's <laughs> not too far, you know. So we but, know the line. That... Don't don't mess with Zemeckis's car windows. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the 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 ridiculousness of that moment was definitely my favorite part. Actually, let let's let's dig deeper into that. What's funny is you look back. If you're writing a story, you're whatever you have happen to the villain in the writer's mind, that's the worst thing that could happen to the villain, right? Right. How many times was Biff Car Biff's car run into manure? Yeah. So is that Zemeckis' thing? Is like ruined cars, just he can't handle it. <laughs> that's it. Maybe that's, that's it. it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he discovered on something. So Todd, do you have a favorite moment? The ending? The credits? I did find something that made me laugh this time. It's uh, when they're lining all the cars up, the black dude's all like, this is the only Cadillac here. I only drive Cadillacs. Scoot over, move bit, ride bitch. 
<laughs> just <laughs> random. I, I get it. He wanted to ride the Cadillac. Move out. So I connected with that on a personal level. <laughs> All right, Greg, could you start us out with some ratings? Oh, man. That's a rough one. I think, I mean, it wasn't good. Uh, I didn't laugh a lot. I, Do you want me to go first? I got a number. I'm just going to say a two. Like, it wasn't, it, it, yeah, you had two. It's just not redeeming qualities about it. I mean, boobs. I mean, that was that was nice. But and even then, at the end of the scene, you're like, eh, too much. Yeah, it was too much. Like it went to like it even it ruined that, you know. <laughs> so, Agree to disagree. Yeah. So so one point for each side, oh, I guess. God. I am also one point for each boob. Oh yeah. my gosh. Two. If it was total recall, it would automatically got a three, but <laughs> it is not. It is no total recall is much better than a three. Uh, it right. is, but that that would have got the minimum. I'm gonna go with two, not just for one and the other, but just because, uh, despite everything, Kurt Russell still does a great job in everything he mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Honestly, like there's never been a movie where <laughs> I've been mad at Kurt Russell. Like, man, he was really annoying here. Like, there's. I don't know if it's something about him specifically or in the way he plays his roles, but you always want to root for him. I guess just don't see death proof. That's all I would recommend. Oh, disagree. Death proof is awesome. I didn't like the ending of it. I get that, but no, but Kurt Russell kills him. That stuntman, Mike. Kurt Russell always kills it. And I think that's why I can give this movie a two instead of, giving it no rating or one or one and a half. He does a lot to save it. And it also doesn't hurt the fact that you also have as the mechanic, Frank McRae, who for me, I grew up knowing as the quiet guy from batteries, not included. Mm. Oh, that's why he was for me. Okay. Yes. So seeing him, like, especially always being like asleep in like these comedic moments, like it, because I'd seen him in these other in this other movie over and over again, seem, you know, I think that's why I was able to keep it at a two personally. But otherwise, it'd be a little bit lower. This is, could be one that you can skip. I would not recommend watching it. I gotta say this, and I, I hate myself later if I didn't give him a shout out. We also got Al Lewis as a judge, Grandpa Monster. Yes, yes, yes. So, yes. They they really did try. I mean, it, it's. It's actually not too dissimilar from a modern kind of comedy that tries to get a cast together of all these names and mm-hmm. try to come it's up with solid. something. It's just unfortunately for the time that it was made, there is there's different sense of humor, you know, just permeating, I guess, that doesn't really work or resonate now. Just kind of awkward yeah. at times. But I, I I wouldn't recommend avoiding or skipping. Go with Big Trouble in Little China or Overboard. Even the Christmas Chronicles. Kurt Russell. I would love in those. That. Yeah. Well, personally, I'll be watching Escape from New York. He he's a voice on one of on my favorite animated movie or favorite non horror animated movie, uh, Fox and the Hound. That was his return to Disney after leaving and doing other stuff. After Dexter Riley. 
that was his name in the series of movies. And in, in which movies? The the computer wore tennis shoes. Nice. You know, oh, okay. No, I, yeah, I was. T- yeah, you confused me with that. And I remember seeing now you see him now you don't and being so jealous that these kids were able to make this awesome cereal. And then I always was curious what it'd be like to eat cereal from a test tube. Those are those are comics, right? They're like I like that era of Disney comedies. They're they're fun. Cesar Romero was the main antagonist and now you see him now you don't. I don't remember that one. Well, I remember that one specifically because that was the one that we had on VHS, like recorded from the Disney Channel. Mm. So that's why I remember that one so vividly, and and also uh, World's Strongest Man. Yeah, but because I remember, in order to get to the weightlifting competition, he put the formula in the car that made the car go extra fast. It was kind of fun stuff, or whatever. I actually never got a chance to see Computer War Tennis Shoes. Anyhow, we're gonna stop talking about good movies starring Kurt Russell. And we will be back next week with a new episode. So before I head out, another reminder, I will be hosting trivia this week, Monday in Lake Forest, the Rush Barn Grill at 6.30, Tuesdays at the Placentia at the Brewery, 7 o'clock, Wednesday in Los Alamitos at Griffin's Grill, and Thursday at the Honeypot Meadery in Anaheim beginning at 7.30. I realize when I say I'll be hosting trivia at the Rush Barn Grill Mondays at 6.30, this drops at nine o'clock so i would have already been done with trivia monday night but i'll be there next monday at 6 30 so you just gotta start saying next monday well you do say mondays i should say just every monday every tuesday every wednesday every thursday four nights a week ladies and gentlemen so come check it out if you haven't you yeah, should. It's a good guys. time. God, I hate putting him over on air. <laughs> but he can't lie. You can't give him a compliment. It just goes too far. You Don't make can. me regret it. I won't because I can't make you regret facts. Yes, you can. No, <laughs> you can't. Any other you final can. thoughts that have nothing to do with me? Oh, well, if you limit it to that. Exactly. You picked this movie. It's awesome. I was curious. I wanted to see what it was. You know, there where we go. It is not available streaming at this time. They're a little bi curious. Oh, God. (laughs) And on that note, we will be back next week with a new episode. So, once again, for world famous juggler Craig Larson and Flesh Wound producer Todd, I'm Ozzy V, and we'll see you next week right here. Could you enough with the thumbs up? We'll see you next week right here on a brand new episode of Flesh Wound Farce.